Hey everybody, it's Kelly Cooper and welcome to episode 226 of the Life Made to Order podcast. If the ego had a religion, and some people might be thinking, ah, there she goes again, bashing the ego. Like I said in my last podcast and something I've mentioned in many, peppered throughout many other podcasts and posts and what have you, my intention in doing that is not to bash it or be one of those people like the ego must die type thing. But the ego human mind thought system is at the root of all of our emotional suffering. As far as manifestation and LOA in particular go, again, that thought system is going to be a big problem because if energy and vibration are just fancy words for feelings and our feelings come from our thought system, our belief system, our perceptions, the ego thought system perceptions and beliefs, they're painful. They're very painful. And that's where all of all of your energetic discord from a manifesting perspective, it's coming from that thought system. It creates the self-doubt, the self-sabotage, the attachment, the rigid need to control. Again, all of that is coming from this thought system. So that's why I talk about it a lot. That's why I talk about the mind a lot, because if you get at the root of the problem, everything you're struggling with now that seems so hard, it doesn't seem so hard anymore. What happens a lot of time with personal growth and spiritual work is we are treating the symptoms of that dysfunctional thought system and we might find some relief, but as a lot of people find, they continue to struggle with a lot of things. Like try, We have countless coping strategies for our anxiety and all these different things and we make personal growth and spiritual work very action oriented and again, that, that all of that stuff has its place, but all of that stuff is really treating the symptoms of this dysfunctional thought system. And when you're only treating the symptoms of something and not the actual root cause, again, any sort of lasting relief or any sense of, yeah, I really feel like I'm getting somewhere with this. I'm really feeling different. You know, that will elude us because the root cause, we're not addressing it. We're not addressing the root of the anxiety. We're not addressing the root of our, all of these different things, right? It's, a, it's our thought system. There's a re our thought system is creating all of these things again, all of, and we're just working on the symptoms of that dysfunctional thought system. So again, that's why I talk about this a lot and people can talk about, well, the ego is just trying to protect you and this and that. It's like, yeah, it might have good intentions, but that doesn't change the fact that what it's doing is hugely problematic and it's causing us immense suffering. And if we get to the root of where it's all coming from, you know, all these changes we're looking to see in our lives and within ourselves, we can really start to feel like we're making some real headway on that. And we're not just kind of spinning our wheels or two steps forward, one step back, all of that stuff, right? And like I said before in the last podcast too, a lot of the things I talk about as it relates to manifestation, the, some of the ideas that are most helpful for that goal, if that's one of the things is like, I want to manifest and be use the LOA and yada, yada, yada. It's like, a lot of the things I talk about, like I said before, they might seem to have nothing to do with it. A lot of stuff I say might even seem very contradictory to these teachings. And it's like it's it, at working at odds with it and the exact opposite. But again, if we understand what manifestation really is, what's really what's really at the root of what our life looks like. And again, how it's our emotional state, again, energy, vibration, just fancy words for feelings. Some of the teachings that would seem, again, to the ego human mind and how we are taught in more, a lot of mainstream teachings about something like the law of attraction that would seem totally at odds and working at cross purposes with that goal. Again, some of the, the 
in a lot of ways, the more contradictory the teaching would seem, the more helpful it probably will be. And again, that's why I talk about a lot of stuff that seems to have nothing to do with it, that seems to contradict it. That's why, you know, with my coaching, it's really important. I only work with people that are really familiar with how I operate. Because if, if someone just comes to me like looking for an LOA coach in particular, and then like they don't really know how I roll, if they were to start working me, they'd be like, what's this woman talking about? What's she talking about? Like, this is not, how is all this going to help my manifesting, right? So in a lot of ways, I, I seem to approach it differently. Or, and some people might even think I'm trying to discourage certain, but it's, it's not about that at all. It's just recognizing in my experience, the less I focused on manifestation, the more I embraced teachings that again, the ego mind would think have nothing to do with it or actually seem outright contradictory. I was like, oh yeah, that's not what's actually happening because all of these different ideas are improving my emotional state profoundly. They're profoundly changing my view of myself and my view of the world. And it's creating an emotional state that's very, very friendly to the sorts of changes the ego human mind finds very desirable. It leads to manifesting all sorts of things that we judge as good and wanted in this world. So anyway, this is one of these ideas here that I'm talking about with this. Because again, ego thought system doesn't matter why it does what it does. It doesn't matter. It's an, again, none of that matters. I talk about it a lot, not to bash it, but because it's going, to, it's our biggest problem and we want to get to the root of the problem. Again, we don't want to just keep treating the symptoms as if it's dysfunction. It, it's, it's, a, it's a much more arduous, frustrating journey doing that. So if the ego had a religion, that religion would be more. When religions right, talk about false idols, worshiping something else in, instead of God or making whatever, right? The, the ego mind has made an idol of more. All it wants is more. If it had sayings, it would be like, in more we trust, more will set you free. It's made an idol of more. And we see emotionally the problem with that is if, if all the ego wants is more, no matter what you get, it will never be good enough. It tricks you into thinking certain things because right, one of the reasons we're attached to so many of the things that we want, the relationships, the money, uh, reaching a certain uh, level in our career or a certain status or different experiences, all of that stuff, right? There's a Because there's a part of us that believes if I get certain things, we'll, we'll feel some sense of completeness. And as we check each thing off the list, we're one step closer to feeling like, okay, I got everything now. I'm done. I can relax. Now I can be happy. And that's very, that's one of the ways the ego tricks you because it's like, yeah, guess what? Um, I always want more. So I'm going to make you think that those things will complete you because then I know that'll make you really want them and keep servicing my agenda of acquiring one thing after another. But haha, jokes on you. You're never going to be done. The feeling you're looking for never going to happen because no matter what you get, all I want is more. So everything you don't have now and your mind thinks that you want these specific things it's not so much that you want those specific things, but your ego mind sees things that you don't have right now. And it's like, I want more. I just want more. So 
how could I translate that specifically? Okay, well, you don't have a boyfriend, so we want you to, so you're going to want a boyfriend. You don't have a lot of money, so we're going to make you want a lot of money. You don't have this, you don't have that. It just wants more. So everything that you want now that you think you want specifically, that's not really true. That part of you just wants more. I want more. And again, if all the ego wants is more, that puts us in a really bad position, right? Because again, no matter what we get, it will not be good enough. It'll want something else. And because all the ego wants is more, that's why it's very reluctant to allow you to focus internally. That's why it does not like the idea when it hears that your circumstances aren't responsible for your feelings, that what you don't have is not responsible for your feelings, that getting things in the external world will not make you happy. Because the ego, if all the ego wants is more, then it would seem the outside world would have very much to offer it and would have, it would be very helpful in achieving its goal, that external focus, because there's so many things on the outside that you can get. There's so much, there's so much more out in the world. If all the ego wants is more, the ego is like, what's, in, what's inside that I can keep drawing on and getting more? No. So that's one of the reasons why it's so resistant to those ideas. Because it's like, no, more is in the outside. I can't get more inside. I can only get more outside. So again, that's why it's, it really truly believes that the external world is where it's at. And getting things on the outside of you is where it's at. And it's relationships and money and fame and status and because that's the thing too with the more it's not just about physical things of like you know money or a rela- it's not really it's not just those kind of tangible wants and manifestations it's emotional stuff too it wants more it wants more adoration more respect more praise more again it's always more 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 think about a lot of people that they might be very good at what they do and they get a lot of acclaim or compliments or people like not like yeah you're really good at that and then they still that's not good enough right it's and they still feel like a fraud or they and they just want more so they keep looking for more if maybe more people tell me that if I get more recognition more status then I'll finally feel better right so again this more is not just about like tangible wants of like jobs and relationships and money it's emotional moreness too because it it it's again it's and no matter what and a lot, again, like I said, a lot of people, you might have gotten a lot of positive feedback about different things in your life, but you still don't feel that way. A million people could tell you you're beautiful and it won't be enough. It'll, you'll still feel ugly and you'll need more people to tell you that. A million people could tell you you're really good at what you do. You're smart. You're this. You're capable. You're this. You're that. Won't be enough. The ego will be like, no, I still need more validation. I need more, more, more. All it wants is more. If it had a religion, it would be more. Again, in more we trust, more will set you free. Anything like that, that would be more would be the, the term in there. More. Anything that it would be more. I need more. And again, from a manifesting perspective, we think, well, manifestation is all about attracting stuff you want. I need to want. I always need to be looking to get something more so I can attract it. But again, how does it feel? Again, if energy and vibration are fancy words for feelings, How does that idea of always feeling like no matter what you create, you need to step up your game. You need more. So a lot of people talk about that in a way of like, yeah, never settle. Don't rest on your laurels. Keep going. And it's like, you know, I get the, I get the mentality. It's, it's meant in a way that's supposed to be like empowering and motivating. But if you look at it at the core, it's, it's be falling trapped to this idea of you always need more. 
No matter what, again, don't rest on your laurels. Don't settle for that. Step up your game. Take it to the next level. And again, if if it feels inspired to do that, then go for it. But most people, they're not doing it from that place of inspiration and wanting to be of service to more people or just make them. It's that idea of I need more. The high wore off from whatever I achieved now and now I'm starting to feel I'm going all the other shit that I thought this would fix was not the answer and it was suppressed for a bit. It's come. Okay, let's go get more now. I need more. So again, from a manifesting perspective, think of the energy of that idea. How does it feel to always feel like you need more? No matter what you have, you're just like, eh. And again, for some people, it might be like, uh, they, it might be an inspired thing of like, yeah, I just want to, like, that's great. But again, for a lot of people, that's not the energy driving more and driving continued st- up in your game and setting a new goal. It's just about that. It's that ego thing of, I need more. I don't care what it is. I just need more. So again, a lot of times we think we want all these specific things, but it's not that we just want more. So anything we don't have now, the mind's like, okay, well, we can get more. So what don't you have now? Okay, so then it'll it'll come in the form, of, you know, it will take the form of some kind of specific want, but it's not, that's not what you really want. It just wants more. So the only way to really start breaking that cycle and getting out of that painful, never-ending, you know, pursuit of more is again, we have to really start considering what's, what am I really looking for? What's really at the root of my unhappiness? You know, all these spiritual teachings will tell me it's not my circumstances. They will not tell me that, they will tell me that acquiring more in the outside world, again, not just material acquisition of tangible things, but just more looking to the outside world to give us more happiness or, or give us more of a feeling we crave or whatever, it's like, okay, so these teachings are telling me that. Am I willing to concede that maybe that's true? Like I always say, there's like kind of two parts to this idea. The first part is, you know, a willingness to accept, okay, I think perhaps that's true. That would be nice if it's true, because that means that I can make a profound shift in my emotional state without anything in my life having to change first. This painful pursuit of more all the time and never feeling satisfied and always feeling like using the present moment and never enjoying it or enjoying what I have now is just always seeing the present moment as some stepping stone to acquire more in the future. Yeah, that feels pretty painful. A a belief system that tells me, um, a perspective that tells me I don't have to do that anymore. Sounds pretty nice. Again, the ego mind is very resistant to it because it's like, no, more is only on that. You can only get more outside, more where, what am I going to get inside? Happiness and peace and love? Uh, no, thank you. I want more. And more is in the outside world. But again, so the first part is a genuine, not just an intellectual appreciation. Of course, that's where these all of it always starts. We intellectually appreciate these ideas. And we're like, okay, I kind of see what they're saying. But it has to move into an on an emotional level. There's a genuine willingness to think, you know, maybe that is true. You know, I've gotten a lot in my life. And if I think back on it, that really was never the answer. I might've felt better or a little, but has any of these things in my life like made any profound difference in my emotional state in a genuine, meaningful, consistent way? Like, no, not really. So I was like, okay, so there's a genuine willingness. And then the next step sounds obvious, but it's very easy to gloss over this, this, the next step. 
you have the not just the intellectual appreciation, but a genuine willingness to consider that the answer is not outside. The answer is not in more. It's not in getting something you don't have now. So if we're willing to genuinely concede, okay, I think perhaps I'm willing to explore that idea, then you actually have to think about, okay, if it's not my circumstances that are, are the problem, if it's not my circumstances that are making me unhappy, what is? Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? If it's not because I don't have a boyfriend, if it's not because I'm not where I thought I'd be in my career by now, if it's not because I don't, I'm not making a certain amount of money, if it's not because I'm not living um, the lifestyle I always envisioned I would or thought I would, if it's not anything outside of me, then what is it? And again, this would seem obvious, but again, it's very easy to gloss over this step. We kind of like the idea of accepting all of these ideas, but then like actually trying to implement them and practically apply them. We're like, then we're kind of like, no, thank you. So it's like, so if it's not my circumstances making me unhappy, but again, what spiritual teachings would tell me is my story about my circumstances, my perception of the world, my belief system, that's what's making me unhappy. Then I have to be willing to look at what that is. So if I'm not upset because I don't have a boyfriend, but I'm upset of my story about not having a boyfriend, what that says about me, what that makes me worry about in the future, what that makes me feel about myself, all of these different things. What's happening there? If it's not the circumstances, but my stories, my perceptions, what are those stories? What are those perceptions? Because that's the only way we break the chain of constantly like more and more and more. Now, for a lot of people, will they totally, uh, the average person, you know, and I include myself in this, will I reach a point where you're totally withdrawn from the outside world and you don't have an an ounce of wanting or you never, ever think that something in the outside world can maybe make you happy and you'll stop wanting things? Probably not. But my experience is the further I move along on this path, I'm more aware now of what's happening in my mind. And I still might have preferences. And even preferences, you know, even though a preference is better than a need, and a preference too is still a bit emotionally sticky too. Because anytime that we, we want something on the outside to be a certain way, we're setting ourselves up for potential emotional upset, right? Because then if things don't go the way we want, again, even if it's maybe a gentler, softer, looser preference rather than a hard uh, need, there's still the potential there, right? But anyway, but so for me, the more I go along... A lot of my needs have softened into preference. But again, even preference, they're still a little sticky there. But it's not as bad because I'm, I'm, and then I get more relaxed about my preferences even still. But I still have preferences for certain things. Like I like when I'm house sitting, I like to stay in certain types of houses. I like to be in certain types of environments. And the one thing I've noticed though is the more relaxed I am about my preferences, the more easily they're realized without me like trying to like make them happen or like trying to control everything to make sure things are the way I prefer. And it's like, it reminds me like of A Course in Miracles. One of the things the teaching says a lot is universe, God, spirit, whatever. Well, they would use like God, I guess, or spirit in that book. It always says stuff like, we know that as a human, we get that you in this human form, we understand that you believe you have certain needs here. You believe that certain things will make you happy and then like you need certain things. We get it. Don't worry. Just trust us. We'll take care of it. And the more I think of that idea, the more I see it's true. So again, I still have preferences. There's still things I want. 
but I'm aware now, the more I'm aware that that's not the true answer, the less, you know, tension and charge there are around those preferences. When things don't go the way that I don't, you know, when things don't go the way I would have preferred they go, I'm more okay with it. I might still react in a certain way, but it's not, you know, I don't like going to a tail, you know, it's just, you're, again, it's not about you'll totally give up on preferences or give up on wanting or, or you'll reach a point where you truly never have the desire for more. But you have an awareness now of what's happening. You have a greater awareness of where that desire is coming from. And you see it's coming from a place that's like, oh, yeah, it's and you realize what's making you feel that way. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I'm aware now of what my mind is doing. I'm aware now of this kind of dysfunctional thought system. And I'm aware that even though a part of me might be attached to that or clinging to something or feeling a certain way, I know now that that's really not the answer. So those, a lot of the emotion gets intense, like, you know, a lot of the emotion around it goes down again. It doesn't feel as charged. And it's, so it's just about, you might not, again, reach this enlightened place of, you know, I don't care and I'm fine and everything, but that you get more in that neighborhood as opposed to the neighborhood of really entrenched in the ego thought system where you're really like really looking to the outside to fix everything. You're really looking to the outside to, to give you all the things you perceive to be lacking. You're looking for the outside to change your inside and thinking that's the answer. So it's like you, there's like, if there's like a spectrum of that, then you're moving towards the end of the spectrum. That's like realizing, yeah, that's not really it. So again, the only way to free ourselves of that, like delusion of I need more is we have to be willing to explore where all of that's really coming from because if we don't explore where it's really coming from we'll never fully see that the answer is not on the outside it's kind of like what I talk about a lot with trying to detach from things you want you can't you can only detach detachment can only come from exploring attachment because unless you look at why you feel like you need something external in your life to happen or something you don't have, you feel like this thing needs to come into your life. Until we examine that, you'll never feel any real degree of attachment. And any detachment you claim to have will not really be genuine. You'll just be saying that because you think that's what you're supposed to think and feel because LOA teachers tell you you need to be detached from what you want to manifest it. And it's like, yeah, great, you have an intellectual understanding, but on an emotional level, you still very, still feel very, very attached because you have not explored the root of the attachment. So until we can recognize, until we can get a, a, get a handle on why we actually feel the way we feel, we're going to continue to believe that the outside has the answer. We're going to continue to make an idol, again, of more. If it's not, it's, it's, it's something I don't have yet. It's something I haven't accomplished yet. But again, if all the ego mind wants is more, no matter what you get, it's never enough because more, there's always, there could always be something, it'll keep it, okay, well, you made this much money. Well, let's now make it this much money now. Okay, you grew your email list by 20% in the next three months. Now let's try to grow up by 50% in the next two months, right? It's so no matter what you do, it's, it will want more. It thinks right now, it's tricking you right now into thinking that, well, the only thing you're really lacking in your life right now is a serious romantic relationship. We'll get you a boyfriend. Then you think, okay, I'll, I'll be done. But I guarantee you, even if you manifested the most amazing dream partner soulmate in the world, your mind will still want more. It will find something else to want. It will find some, and 
the reason that it's able to, to keep you stuck in this is it's very good at exploiting all of your emotional vulnerabilities and convincing you that you're the, and it does a very good job of convincing you that your circumstances are why you feel the way you feel. So it seeks out those vulnerabilities and it exploits them. It's like, oh yeah, you know why you feel that way? Because you're 20 pounds overweight, lose that weight, you'll feel better. And you're like, okay, I'm going to try to lose weight and I can't be happy until my body looks different. Oh, you know why you feel like that? It's because you don't have a boyfriend. So like, okay, got to get myself a boyfriend. Then I'll take this feeling away because we are so uncomfortable. No, no one likes to feel badly. We hate all of those feelings and the ego mind knows that we hate them. And it's like, so I'm going to use that to my advantage. I'm going to twist all of that and twist your perceptions and make you think all of these tar- horrible things are not true. And I'm going to convince you that if you get something on the out, if you look to the out, your answer is somewhere out there. And let's go get the boyfriend. Let's lose the weight. Let's get the better job. Let's move. Let's have this experience, that experience. Let's try to make this thing happen with this person. So it's very good at doing that because, again, you have all these emotional vulnerabilities and it, it seeks them out and it, and it exploits them. And it, and, it, and it uses it for its agenda of more, of acquisition of more, 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 and looking to the outside to, to change everything. I mean, I'm a human too. I have an ego mind too. I, I know how it works. It makes very, very convincing arguments that the outside world is our problem. And that's, it's not only the problem, it's also where all the solutions lie. And also too, the ego mind, it, it's very simplistic in a way. So if we say to ourselves, well, I feel upset because my boyfriend broke up with me, or I feel upset because I don't like how I look. It's that simplistic thinking of, well, if I think that's how I feel, then that's how I feel. I feel upset because I don't have a boyfriend. So clearly that's why I'm upset. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. So clearly getting a boyfriend will make me feel better. So again, it, it, it's, that's another reason why it's able to kind of keep that hold on us because it's simplistic thinking makes a lot of sense to us. It's like, well, if I think about how I feel right now, I'm upset because I, I don't have something. So that's why I'm upset because I'm telling you that's how I feel. And it's like, oh yeah, but that's not really what's happening. And again, like I said before, we can't just, you know, we, with a lot of spiritual teaching and all this stuff, you know, one of our big barriers, right, is like, we intellectually appreciate ideas. We really in our heart kind of would be like, I'd really like to think this way, but we don't really, we don't really move anything beyond intellectual acceptance and appreciation. We don't really explore these ideas deeply. We don't really look at how they're applicable in our lives. It's almost like the ego mind. It's like a part of it's like, um, okay, fine. You want to study spiritual teachings. You want to do this. You want to do that. Okay, fine. No problem. Oh, but wait, you're actually, but if you're actually trying to like live and do this stuff, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. If this is a little hobby, yeah. Okay. Do what you're going to do and I'll leave you alone. I'll let you read your spiritual books and work with your coaches and do your yoga and your meditation and shit. Yeah, no, fine. As long as, as long as I, as long as I don't think you're taking it too seriously, then I won't bother you. But as soon as it's like you, it sees you like actually trying to apply it, it's like the warning bells go off and it's like, oh, hell no. Like, no, 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 this is not cool. Yeah, I was okay with you kind of playing around with it, but no, actually doing it, you're starting like actually trying to take this seriously. No, I can't have that because that thought system, the thought system you're being taught and exposed to in all of those teachings and all of those people you're following, those teachers and philosophers or whoever, they're like, oh, that is not good for me. 
So now, yeah, no, now I have to step in and say like, no, that's not okay. Yeah. When I thought this was just some kind of whim or just some kind of intellectual exercise. Yeah. Okay. I didn't bother you too much about it, but now that you're taking it, no, I can't have that. So there's that resistance there and we have to be willing to make, we have, there's a choice. I always say this work is nothing more than choice. We're either going to do it or not. We're going to make a conscious effort to change our belief system or we're not. We're going to deal with our feelings or we don't. And at the end of the day, we can all make whatever choices we want. But again, if energy and vibration are fancy words for feelings, continuing to abide by the ego thought system, it's, it's not going to be helpful. Whether your goal is just personal growth in general and spiritual advancement in general, or you're on a very like LOA manifesting specific track where you're really trying to affect change in your life and in different areas. It's, it's not, it's not helpful. And again, if energy and vibration are fancy words for feelings, you know, all the beliefs we're fighting for and this, if you want to, all the beliefs that you're resistant to let go of and the things you want to be right about, think about for a moment, what are the emotional consequences of continuing to embrace that belief system? What are the emotional consequences of not only continuing to believe something that feels bad, but actually kind of actively fighting for it, insisting this is how it is. Picking and choosing the spiritual teachings that you'll you'll accept and the ones that you reject because it's like, well, that one I like, but that one no, I don't really like that one because I'll have to I'll have to do things that are uncomfortable. So I'm just I don't want to deal with that one, but that one sounds nice. It's like you know, it's kind of like what I talked about a few podcasts ago of like one of the biggest challenges of this work is you know spiritual teachings absolute and that when it says something it means it for everything. But the ego thought system is very different. It's not absolute in that way. It's very much about like categorizing and nuance and caveats and exceptions and gray areas and spiritual teachings like, yeah, no. So it's like, that's one of our challenges. We're, we're willing to accept an idea for one situation, right? But then for another situation, we're like, oh, no, no, it doesn't apply there. And that's just how the human, and that's just something we work through. I, I mean, I catch myself in those contradictions all the time because I have conditioning. I have certain uh, areas of life that are more sensitive where I, I haven't worked through as much. So as a fellow human, right, I get that. But I do see that's one of our obstacles is we're very uh, selective in where we want to apply these teachings and where we're like, no, that's, this is an exception. That's different. I ha in that situation, I have to control in that situation. I have to be angry in that situation. I have to do this or I can't like have that. I can't take that approach here. And again, that's, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't feel good. So yeah. Right. If the ego had a religion, that religion would be more. That's all it wants. It's made an idol of more. And it doesn't see, you can't, it can't get more internally. It can only get more externally, right? So that's why it's like very externally focused. That's why it's very, very reluctant when it sees you trying to bring the focus within. And again, this idea of not wanting and not looking to the world to give you stuff, that is not contradictory to teachings like the LOA and manifestation. Because it's almost like the less you look to the world to give you stuff, the more it gives you. When you look to the world for nothing, that's when it gives you everything. When you give up all this need to control and the need to have power, you'll, you'll find yourself wielding this tremendous amount of power and not in like a, a way of like controlling people or like manipulating things, but just the energy, because think about it, energy and vibration are fancy words for feelings, all of these different ideas. Think about how it feels to always want more and be trapped in that cycle of more versus how does it feel to understand that more is not the answer, that getting more is not the answer, that you can be happy right now, no matter what your circumstances are. And when I say that, 
that, again, I know the ego mind's resistant because when it hears stuff like that, it hears, well, just suck it up and be happy with what you have now. But like I said, if energy and vibration are just fancy words for feelings, that sort of feeling, if there are things in your life that you have intentions for that you'd like to see, again, any kind of preference will be a little energetically sticky, but again, a preference is at least better than a need. It's, or if you're wanting things and you feel like divinely inspired or guided to, to do certain things in life that could like a certain job or a certain trap, whatever, again, you'll still be here living your life every day, but your pursuit of, of everything changes. How you relate to the outside world changes. How you look at the world and, and this idea of everything I want is out there somewhere and I have to get it. So I go, yeah, that's not really true. Think about, so again, energy and vibration are fancy words for feelings. How does that feel to think that you don't need anything right now to feel better? You don't need to manifest anything. You don't need to do, if you never wanted to, you'd never have to say another affirmation or do another money manifestation program or whatever ever again in your whole life. When I started making that realization for me personally, I was so relieved because I hated doing that. I always hated feeling like I need more. Where I am right now is not good enough. And guess what? The less I started caring about a lot of stuff, the more easily it came together. I'll get an email from someone inviting me to a house sit. The location's perfect. The dates are perfect. I didn't do anything to that to do that. They, they found me, my profile on the website. The less I cared about money, the more clients I started getting more frequently. And I, started, I was making more money. So again, this idea of you know, wanting the, the act of wanting is not necessary for manifestation. And then a lot of times it's, it's going to be detrimental because our wanting is always coming from the ego spirit. Us does not want anything in this world. It does not care about this world. This world is like a joke to it. It's like a, a movie. It's like a work of fiction. It's like, who, this is not real. This body is not you. So anything we want in the external world, like that wanting feeling that's always coming from ego thoughts, human mind and ego, human mind wants are always coming from something energetically, emotionally icky. We feel lack, we feel pain, we feel a void, we feel empty, we feel not good enough. And we think if I get this thing on the outside, I feel better. So again, the, the act of wanting is again, not very manifesting friendly because that, that the energy around that wanting, again, if energy and vibration are fancy words for feelings, the feelings around that wanting do not feel good. So again, a lot of thing, a lot of ideas that would seem have nothing to do with the LOA or contradictory or unhelpful or irrelevant. It's like anything but. To me, the most helpful ideas for manifestation have nothing to do with it. And again, even might seem to be contradictory. But again, if energy and vibration are fancy words for feeling, if we understand what manifestation really is, in a lot of ways, manifesting specific teachings are actually the least helpful. They're kind of like, and I said this before. Most mainstream manifestation teachings, they're almost like um, beginner level, like energy work. It's like, set your intention and then do this and you'll get this. And like a lot of people, there's power in that. So you'll see stuff, but it's almost like a child level, like of like manifestation, like the type of stuff I talk about with like the deep energetic work, the emotional clearing, the more general focus just on all of these different things. To me, that's almost like a advanced, like next level, like manifestation in that sense of like, because all of that work creates such profound changes in your emotional state and your view of the world and the, your view of your yourself and who you are and, and how you see yourself that that pro, it has no choice but to have profound impact on your life and like I said like teaches like a course in the miracles right they're kind of like yo humans we get it we get that 
you really are invested in this world. We get that you think this world is real. We get that you think things like money and other things matter here. We get it. We got you. You just have to trust us. Our involvement in this process is, is much is much, much less than we perceive it to be, than maybe we want it to be, because like we want to control. But I would prefer to let God, Jesus, universe, spirit, whatever we're, I'd prefer that they handle it. They can they can handle it a lot better than I can. So I'm like, you know what? If if I'll trust you when you tell me that you you got it. I'd rather leave it to you and I'll stick with just working on my energy. I'll hold up my end of the bargain by working on my feelings, working on my belief system, working on my self-love, seeking out truth, and getting into a better place emotionally. And if there's anything I need to do to participate, I know that you'll guide me to the, to the actions where it's like, okay, you might play, you're going to play a little role here and uh, I'm going to and do that, right? I'm not in that place all the time, but the more I, I, like I said, if there's that little spectrum, I'm definitely more in that neighborhood now than the, the neighborhood of being entrenched in the ego thought system and, and living completely in the delusion that the outside world is, is where the answer lies and that the answer lies in more. So yeah, that's it guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Have a great day or night. And for more content products, information about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadeorder.com. Bye-bye.